You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. All right, enough of all that. Are we ready to jump into the Word? All right. Where did I tell you to go? Matthew chapter 17, yes. Matthew chapter 17. Let's pray before we jump into this because we've got some work to do today. Got some work to do today. Father, I'm so thankful for your word. I'm so thankful that it is alive, that it is active. That it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to divide me, a hardened man, a broken man. It's able to divide me to my core. It's able to take things in my life that I've set up as truths, and it's able to tear them down in love and give me new patterns unto life, and I'm so thankful for that. Father, today we are fully aware that your Holy Spirit is present. Like we are not waiting for him to come. We are not asking for him to come. We are aware, fully alert, and engaged with the fact that the third person of the Godhead is with us in this moment, desiring to speak to us through his word to change us unto life. We thank you for it. Father, let our ears be open, our hearts be receptive, and our knees be weak. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Well, let's jump into this word. Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 17, starting in verse 1. I want to just lay this out. Let me ask you this question before we move into this real quick. How many over the last, let's say, how long has it been since this whole thing's been going on? Huh? 17 years? Is that, what, is that about right? Since March? Is that about right? So, so March, what is that? How many months is that? It's like a lot, right? So my question is this. How many of you can be honest and say that in the last, in the last however many months it's been since March, that God has been working in, and in fact, we've been, we literally spent almost the first probably 10 weeks of when all this went down, talking about that we believed and felt like God was working new patterns into us. How many of you that has happened? How many of you can see patterns that God has worked into you now kind of taking hold in your life? Like that's a good thing, right? Like that's a good thing. So, and I'm thankful for that. You know, somebody, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, I am I, I, obviously, I would not have chosen to go through the last uh, 10 months, 8 months, whatever it's been. I would not have chosen to go through these months like this, but I'm surely not going to apologize for what I've gotten out of it. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Like, I stole time with my family. Stole it. Stole time with my sons. Stole time with, with, with that that I'll never, that I maybe never could have had. Like there were things that God worked in me. God gave me patterns of life that maybe I would have never seen or maybe it would have taken me five years to get. And he said, I'm going to condense it down. And I'm thankful for that. But it was funny because I have to be honest with you. As I got into those patterns and I began to see things, God began to kind of set things in my life. He began to say, okay, here's a pattern, and it's pointed at something, meaning it's directed at something. Here's a pattern to get you to this place. Anybody else? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm taking you from here. Here's the pattern that it's going to get you from here to there, right? And what happens is, and I don't know if you're like me in this, but, but I like goals, Anybody else like goals? 
Is anybody else a list maker? Huh? Right? They've got two hands back there. You're a list maker. You like to set goals, right? Like we like to set those goals and then we go, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm heading. That's what I'm going to do. This pattern that he's given me is leading there. And so I'm on my way there, right? You could say, let's try that again. I'm on my way. There we go. Here we go. I'll leave for one week and you guys get quiet. (laughs) And so what happens is, and the thing that I want to deal with today, and the thing I want to be careful of is simply this. In my life, and I, and I, I see this salt in my life, where God can give us a pattern of life. He can change something and say, you are here, here's a pattern out, and then it's pointed towards a goal. What I want to make sure of, and I want to make sure that we're careful of, is that we do not turn a goal into the destination. Did you hear what I just said? Because there is, there is a... There is something that the enemy can do. Trust me, how many of you heard times have you heard me say this, that the enemy is elegant? That the enemy is very smart. He is, I cannot stand when I hear people say, oh, the enemy is just an idiot. Oh, he's this, he's that. No, he is elegant. He knows your hot buttons more than you do. He knows how you're wired more than you do. He knows how to affect you more than you do. He is six steps ahead of you. Do you understand that? But... We don't say that with hopelessness of like, oh, what am I going to do? No, we have to make sure that, and the good news is, is the Bible preemptively strikes, the Bible preemptively gets ahead of that plan and says, I need you to know this so you're not caught off guard when these attacks come so that you can get through it. Are you following me on that? And what I want to deal with today is, is not allowing a pattern to become a goal, and a goal to become a destination. Do you hear what I just said? Not letting a pattern, even a godly pattern, and that's what we're going to talk about. These aren't negative patterns. These aren't patterns of the flesh. These are patterns that God has set you on. He has said, Gail, you were this way, and now I need you to walk this way. And then Gail, we want to be careful that Gail doesn't turn that pattern into a goal, and now that goal becomes her destination. Because there's a way the enemy can manipulate that and to mess with us. Let's just look at human nature just for a second. Can we do that? Matthew chapter, where did I say? Matthew chapter 17. We know this story is probably written down on a heading at the top of your Bible. What's going down here? It's the transfiguration, right? This is where Jesus goes up onto the mountain. He takes, he takes the guys, right? He takes James and John and, and Peter, and he says, come on with me. Let's go. Now, mind you, Pe- Jesus has said to these guys already, when he first met them, do what? I want you to, what does he say to them? What does he say to them? Follow me, right? I want you to follow me, right? And so they follow them, they follow him, and they find themselves on a mountaintop. Everybody calls it the mountain of transfiguration. It's just a mountain where the transfiguration happened. And here's what goes down. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up the high mountain by themselves. There he was, transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. Just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Now, here is human nature. 
Here's our human nature right here. Remember, Jesus has spoken to these men and said, do what? Follow me. And they find themselves here. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will, build, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. I need you to see something here. It is human nature when Jesus calls somebody to follow them, even when they come upon or have a, what we would call a mountaintop experience, to feel, to, to make that thing be like, this is it. This is the destination. This is where we were trying to get to, right? You got to remember, Jesus had told all these guys, follow him. They had walked through. He had shown them new patterns. And now they finally are up on this mountain. And Jesus is there before them. And what do they say? This has got to be it. Man, let's build shelters and let's just stay where? Here. Because this is it. What else is there? Like, well, well, where else are we going after this? I mean, here he is, his face is shining like the sun. There's Moses, there's Elijah, the gang's all here. This has got to be it. And yet Jesus looks at them and says, while he was still speaking, or in verse five, while he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. And when the disciples heard this, they fell down, face down on the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, and he said, get up. He said, don't be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. And then look at verse 9. As they were what? What were they doing? They stay there? Did he say, this is it, guys. We made it. You made it. Build, the, build those shelters, man. We made it. And what does he say? Let's go. He says, as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, don't tell anyone until I have, until, uh, what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the, de the, the dead. The disciples ask him, why then, why then do the teachers of the law say that Elijah is coming? And then he begins to talk about John the Baptist. And then they move forward from there. And then in the next passage, he's going to go and heal somebody. And the guys are with them. See, what I want to point out is, is that it is human nature in us that when we have mountaintop experiences or when we achieve something or when we get to the end of something where we thought we were headed, we want to stay there because we think that's it. The whole purpose was to get to that spot, right? And yet Jesus gets to that spot and then says, do what? Let's go. There's more to go. And so what I want to do is I want to say this to you, that it is human nature for you. It is human nature for you to take the pattern that God has had for you. He has called you to follow him. It is human nature for you to take those patterns and make them into a goal. But I want to make sure that we don't make that goal a destination and end up like them and saying, hey, this is it. Let's just build it here. Let's just stop here. Because in Proverbs, I want you to look at this in Proverbs, and then we're going to kind of dig this in, and we're going to flesh this out, and you'll see where we're going. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21 says this. It says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Follow me on this. 
It is the purpose that prevails. His purpose, his plans. We have plans in our heart, but it is his purpose is the thing that prevails. And his purpose is continual. His purpose isn't stopping. It isn't to a point. It is not pointing to a destination. It is continual. Are you following me on that? And so what I'm saying is, is that we have to make sure that we understand. Even the patterns that Jesus has given you, Gail, even if, I'm just going to talk to Gail this morning. Even the patterns that, that Jesus has given Gail that said, hey, I need you to change that. Like, you think even you working that out, is that's going to be it. When I get done with those things, it'll be accomplished. It'll be done. But no, it is Jesus working through that process, which is the more important thing. Are you following me on this? Does that make sense? So, so let's kind of hash this out a little bit. Because again, well, what are we doing today? We're not really giving revelation on what God is doing. We're giving revelation on allowing the word to protect us as we go. There are times on a Sunday, there are times when we get over the Bible that we need to gain revelation on which way to go, Right? There are times we need to get over the word and we need to find this is the way to go. But there are other times that we need to get over the word and go, okay, I know where to go, but how do I be protected as I go? And that's what we're doing this morning. So it said, let's just look at this. When a goal becomes a destination, when a goal becomes a destination, we can attach value and validation to its progress. Let me say that again. When we take a pattern, turn it into a goal, and the goal becomes a destination, we can attach value to it. In fact, a greater value than what we should be attaching to it. And also we can attach our validation to it. And according to its progress. What do I mean by that? Well, it's kind of like this. I will have arrived. Think about this. I will have arrived when it's complete. And until then, I've not. You follow me on this? Let's just use, let's just use a, simple, uh, a simple one. Maybe God over this moment or this time has given you a pattern and said, this is the way to get out of debt. Anybody here God's dealt with you about your finances over the last eight months and said, this is a new way, this is a new way to think about it? No, no, raise your hand real high. Okay, good. When God begins this to give us a new pattern and, and all of a sudden what we do is this. God says, I need you to walk in lordship when it comes to your finances. We begin to walk that out and we, because we are humans, we then attach a goal to that and our goal becomes to get what? Out of debt, right? And so now what happens is, is when we put, we, now that goal of getting out of debt all of a sudden becomes a destination of where we're headed. Are you following me on this? I'm just using this as an example. There's a hundred different examples on this. But now if, I, if the goal now becomes my destination, now I can put validation and I can put a greater value on getting out of debt than what I really should be. Not that getting out of debt is a bad thing because it's not. We should be out of debt. We should be living a life that's being able to bless at all times. We should be. But if we elevate that goal into a destination we've now made it greater than what it should be. Are you following me on this? What I mean by that is this. If we are, depending on its progress, we can judge ourselves by it. Well, I'm not there yet, so I feel bad. Or maybe I'm not there quick enough, so I feel empty. 
How many of you have ever started walking towards something? God's given you something to do. You've elevated a pattern into a goal and it's become a destination. And because you haven't gotten there yet, you feel bad. No, no, be honest with me. Like there's something in you that you almost don't feel complete. Like I, maybe I, I, like I, like I'm not even worthy until I get there. Like I'll be finally worthy in God's eyes when I finally get to that. When I finally step into that, when my, when my marriage is, is just totally perfect, when everything is great, when everything is just, uh, just so in order and every, we walk in lockstep, man, that's when I'll be validated. That's when I'll have value. Until then, I'm either a horrible husband or a horrible wife. Are you following me on this? Do you see how the enemy can spin this? Do you see how the enemy can take if we create a pattern into a goal and make it a destination? And now that destination validates us whether we've gotten there or not or whether we've completed or not. The enemy can come in and go, yeah, you're not there. Why not? That person got there faster and you didn't. What's wrong with you? You should work harder. Now it's on you. Now all of a sudden you're doing a pattern of God in the flesh working out this thing in the flesh. Do you see how the enemy is so elegant in this? My goodness. Think about this. I know Crew. Crew is getting ready to, uh, you're a junior this year, right? And, and God has given him a pattern to walk out. He's like, this is the schooling thing, and this is what we're going to do. And, and he's got a major. You have a major, right? Okay, he's got a major. Yes. And all the parents would say, hallelujah. Amen. Right? We don't want to have a child in college six years in going, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But he's got a pattern. He's got something that he's following after. He's got something that he's going. And graduation is the goal. And what happens, what happens just even in that, if graduation is the goal and it becomes the destination, what happens if, if life happens in the midst of that and he has to take another semester? Does he become a failure? Does the enemy come in and go, you're failing at life? Now you're off track? Now God, now you're off track with what God has for your life? What are you going to do? Do you see how the enemy can do and manipulate that? If all of a sudden he elevates graduation as the destination? Are you, are you trying with me on this? Is this making sense to anybody or am I on my own on this? I mean, let's, let's even break it down more practical. How many of you have ever been on a diet? Huh? Yeah, right? And for, I would be honest with you, if you did not raise your hand, you should probably walk quickly to your car after service. You, are, you might get jumped. I'm just telling you, right? You might get jumped by some very hungry people. I'm just saying. They're hangry. I'm telling you, I've seen it, right? But how many of you don't think about this? All of a sudden, you feel like, you know what? Maybe I need to lose some weight. Maybe I need to take care of my body a little bit better. Maybe I need to let her start working out. And all of a sudden, I put a goal out there, right? I want to lose, what, uh, six pounds over the next six months. I mean, let's be realistic, right? I'm going to lose six pounds over the next six months, right? And then all of a sudden, guess what happens? You don't lose that weight, and what happens? Anybody ever felt bad about that? Anybody ever gone back into the flesh and said, well, if I can't make that, then I might as well. Where's that box of ho-hos? Right? No, are you seeing what I'm saying here? 
The enemy does this throughout our life. God gives us patterns that leads to lives, and we turn them into goals, which there's nothing wrong with goals, but goals cannot be the destination. Because the destination can never outweigh or overemphasize the one who gave us the pattern. Are you you following me on this? It can never be. The end goal can't be, I'm going to get out of debt. Boy, when I get out of debt, I'll be validated. As if I'm not validated in Christ right now. Do you understand, as a child of God, you can be in debt and God still loves you? God still has a plan for you. He gives you patterns. You you don't need to get out of debt for you to be validated. You don't need, if you're walking out something, maybe God says, you know what? You're going to walk out unforgiveness and you begin to wrestle that out and you're like, my goal is to, to walk this out with my family and maybe it's taking longer than it should and maybe it's a hard thing to walk through. And then the enemy comes in and goes, well, you're, What kind of Christian are you? You can't even just step over into unforgiveness. You can't even just snap your fingers. I thought you lived a life empowered by the Holy Spirit. What kind of, are you even a Christian? Are you even his child? Well, you declare all these things all the time because you slipped up one time in the way you were going and all of a sudden the enemy comes in and goes, you can't even do that. Are you following me how the enemy can mess with you on this? I've seen it in my own life in so many ways where I think where where I'm finally getting to is going to validate me. When I finally get up on that stage, I'll be validated. Guys, let me tell you something. I've been on a lot of stages and not one has ever validated me. In fact, I remember when I was younger, this like weeks ago, just... I remember when I was younger, I remember when I was younger and, and, and I was, I grew up my life, I'm just being completely honest with you, I chased things because I, I was looking to be validated. Most of the things that I got myself into was because I was looking to be validated. I was looking to get something that, that would tell me I'm okay, I'm good, I am worthy, I am enough. You follow me on this? And so I chased it. I chased it in my flesh. And what's funny is, then when I got saved, I then chased it in the spirit. I just chased it in the church world. And all of a sudden, I started getting offers to, to be on stages and to speak and people listening to me. And I thought, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the destination. Getting up on that stage and speaking, that'll finally be it. And then guess what? I finally got on those stages and, and I still, still wasn't there. Because this wasn't the point. See, I had turned a pattern that God was working in me to a goal into a destination. And then I made the destination greater than the one who was giving me the pattern. And when I finally got to the destination, I still really didn't have him. I had that, and that wasn't enough as he was. Are you following me on this? What else? I'm trying to protect us here, guys. Because I genuinely believe that God has given each of us patterns to walk out, and I just don't want the enemy to step in and manipulate that and to take us off guard and to beat us down with something that we shouldn't be beaten down with. Are you following me? That feeling of I will be fulfilled when it's complete. How many of you, I mean, think about it. How many of you ever completed a goal 
God gave you a pattern and said, man, I, I completed a goal. And you thought, man, when I finally get there, it'll be complete. Everything will be fulfilled. And then you get there and you're like, nope. Nope, still didn't do it. Still didn't do it. And then the greatest lie is I'm incomplete until I've reached it. And until I have, I have nothing to offer. Man, I have seen God speak to people in the church. I have seen God give plans to people in the church saying, you know what? This is what I desire for your life. This is a pattern that I have for your life. This is where we're headed. This is where I'm calling you to follow after me. And God shows them maybe even a glimpse of where we're headed to. But because they never, they haven't gotten there yet, they do nothing until they get there. I have seen people sit, I have seen people sit in churches for years, silent with their mouth closed. Why? Because they feel like until they get to the destination, they have nothing to offer. Because the enemy has manipulated you into believing that you have to get somewhere to be able to give something. The second you understood that Christ was your savior and that he saved you and he loves you, you have eternity to offer somebody. There is nowhere you have to go. My goodness, I could go through story after story. I mean, my goodness, do you guys remember when we were just talking about uh, the guy that was bound up in the cave and, and he was demon-possessed and Jesus comes and sets him free? And right after that, Jesus tells what? He says, man, go. Go into, your, go into your community and tell them what's happened. The guy had enough. Jesus didn't give him a pattern or a goal or a destination. He said, you've got me, that's enough. But man, when the enemy can come in and manipulate us and go, you know what, crew, you're just not there yet. You're just not there. Boy, you know what, until you're there, boy, that, that's when you can really break into your gift. That's when you'll really have something to say to your peers around you. That's when you'll have that. And I'm sorry, he's got something to say now. Not because he's my kid, not because he's some pastor's kid. No, but because he knows Jesus. And Jesus loves him in this form right here. Stand up. This imperfected form right here, this broken human being, this guy that still falls into sin nature, this guy right here that one day we all see, man, he's going to go somewhere and there's a destination. We ain't waiting for that. It's here now. Are you following me on this? Let's look at something else. If a goal becomes the destination, once we complete it, where do we go? If, we, if, if the goal, if the pattern that Jesus gives us becomes a goal and, the desti- and that goal becomes a destination, once you get done with it, what do you do? Well, if you're not careful, you can walk in self-righteous. What happens if you finally get out of debt? What happens on the last day, on the last bill, you get to write that last check or pay off that last thing? If that thing has become the destination, then where do you go? Do you just stand around in your self-righteousness and go, ha-ha, look at me, I'm out of debt. Oh, you're still in debt? Oh, I remember how that used to be. It was terrible. I'm so sorry you're still there. But me, I'm out of debt. I have no debt. Have I told you I have no debt? Do you realize that the only people that Jesus ever dealt with in a harsh manner is those that had felt like they had arrived? Do you realize that? 
Through the entire New Testament, anytime Jesus has a harsh interaction, it's with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the teachers of the law that have been given a pattern, walking out a pattern. They've done that pattern. It's now become a goal in their life, and now it's the destination because they're doing that, and they think they've arrived. And the only time Jesus ever deals harshly with anybody is when he deals with those people that think that they've arrived. Think about that. See how the enemy, godly men, men that were chasing after God in the New Testament can even be manipulated into making their their goal the destination and then all of a sudden the real destination shows up right in front of them and they can't even see it. They can't even see the value of the one that originally gave them the pattern. The word became flesh and now the word is standing in front of them They can't even see it because they've elevated the destination over the one that gave them the pattern. Are you following me on this? Do you see how elegant the enemy is? How elegant the enemy is to weave this into our lives, to make you think you're chasing down God things, but the second we elevate whatever that goal is into a destination, you've elevated over the one that still says, follow me. I know we just got up on this mountain, and I know I just transfigured before you, I know you've seen me in this way, but there are still things to do. Let's go. Last thing here. Are you still with me today? Is this helping anybody? Listen, this is a, uh, my goal here as, as your pastor. I am trying to protect us. The word is trying to protect us, right? If we view our life as a destination when we find ourselves at the end of a journey, that ends differently than what we wanted, we can feel hopeless. When we view our life and we view everything as a destination as we're going somewhere, how many of you have ever walked through your life and you think you're going somewhere and then all of a sudden where you think you're going, it kind of falls apart? Anybody? Like that thing that you were, boy, we're headed here. This is the plans. These are where we're going. And then all of a sudden that thing falls apart. If the destination has outweighed the one that gave you the plan and the one that said follow you, then you'll get to that place and you'll be in a hopeless place. Because now what? The destination is falling apart. Now all of a sudden my life didn't turn out the way I thought it was. Now all of a sudden maybe my kids are doing this and that didn't turn out the way it was. I'm hopeless. Maybe my job, that I put everything. God gave me this job. I prayed for this job. He showed me how to walk through this job. And he told me, man, I'm going to retire from this place. And this is going to be my provision. And then all of a sudden this is going to happen. And then all of a sudden they go, uh, Bob, why don't you come on in here? Uh, your services are no longer needed. <gasps> what? Wait, What? How did that happen? That's not the plan. The plan is to retire and to have this and to get the gold watch and to go sit on a beach. And and that's the goal, man. Like, that's where we're headed. That's what we want to do. But what happens when that falls apart? See, when we've made that destination greater than the one that said to follow us into the pattern, then when how we think it's supposed to end up doesn't end up that way, all of a sudden the enemy goes, now what? You got nothing. Boy, what you had put all your hopes and dreams in, you got nothing. Are you seeing why that we cannot ever elevate that where we are going, that where we even think we are planning to? We can't elevate that. How many of you are saving for retirement? Anybody? Good, good for you. No, that's great. I'm glad you are. But what if things change? 
Does he stop being your provision? What all of a sudden if the 401k, the 401k or G or something like, talk to Ryan about this stuff. What if that thing falls apart? What if the stock market crashes? What if all, what if all that happens? Is it all hopeless now? Even though he gave you the pattern on wisely, how to invest and how to operate in your money, he gave you this pattern so it must be good, so it must end up well. Right, if he started the pattern, then it's got to end, right, at the trajectory. If he started it, it must end good, right? Because isn't that the goal for us to all, at the end of this thing, if we're, if we're following Jesus, the whole goal is for us to all end up on a beach, rich and healthy and retired. Right? Right? Like, isn't that the goal? Like, if he starts that pattern in us, isn't that the goal? Isn't that the destination? only problem is, is I've read the Bible and the guys that followed after him, everyone that I know that started off with him ended up being killed as a, in a martyr's death. So either he failed, either his pattern was bad or they took a wrong turn, or maybe the destination wasn't really the destination that we thought it was. Are you following me on that? Like, I, I know this is a little bit of a heavy thing, but, but, I, but I, I want us to be protected because I don't want us starting to run down a road and running down a pattern, even in the one that God has shaped for us and said, run this way, do this thing. And we go, yes, I like goals. I'm gonna meet that goal. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I can never elevate the goal to my final destination. Jesus is always on the other end of that going, follow me through it. I'm on the other side. There is no destination other than me. Follow me. I'm going to finish with this. I want you to go. Where do I want you to go? Why don't you go to Philippians chapter 3? You see, you have to understand something. He calls us. His patterns that he sets us on are going to go through life. They are, they are patterns of life. And the reality of it is, I don't know about you, but there will be good times in life and there will be bad times in life. It is not if, it is when. For both of those things. It's just the truth. But I love what it says here. Where the writer of Philippians says this, starting in verse 10 in chapter three. Are you there? Come on, this is felt board stuff, but I just think it's a good way to close this out. It says, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection for the dead. Now listen to this. This is a guy that gets it. He sees the pattern that God has laid for him out, but he gets it. He's not elevating where he is headed. He has not made the pattern the, uh, into a goal and the goal of destination. He says, not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The goal, the destination is him. 
That is it. It is not anything that he points us to. It's not a goal that he sets in your life. It is not weight loss. It is not debt reduction. It is not you you taking hold of even a, a way of thinking. It is him. Never forget that. Never allow the enemy to minimize you in the process. Never allow the enemy. I don't care if you haven't fully taken hold of the goal that you've set forward. I don't care. God is still big in you now. He's not waiting to be big in you. He's big in you now. He's not waiting for you to be validated when you complete that thing. You are validated in him now. You went from unrighteous to righteous, not because you completed a task or started a pattern or completed all those goals. You became righteous because of what he did. He said you are now gone from unrighteous to righteous because of me. Not because of the works that you do by your hand, not because of the patterns that you have followed after me, not because of anything. I am enough in you now. And listen to me, we do not have levels of Jesus. I cannot stand this when I hear people say, oh, you know what? I'm just, I'm just getting more of Jesus. I'm just going to get more of Jesus, and then I'll be stronger, and then I'll know. You have the fullness of Christ. You cannot get more of Jesus now than what you have now. Does that make sense? You're not waiting down the road to get fully validated or fully filled by the Son of God. He is with you now. Now, and I don't care if he just met you in a cave and just released you from a hundred demons. You've got a story to tell because he, he's, you've met him. Do you fear me? Do not allow the enemy to manipulate you. We live in a pattern of this world, everything. Think about this. When I tell my sons, I, I, you have chores to do, I judge them in their obedience by whether or not they've gotten it done. That is a pattern we live like in our life. How many of you right now in your own jobs, man, you, there is a list of things that you gotta do and your job and your boss will, will, will basically judge you by your progress in that. Anybody? Exactly. But that is not a pattern of the kingdom. It's not. But it's easy to put that, 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 that kind of earthly pattern on the kingdom. What you have been given is enough. It is 100% now. And it is 100% as you walk through the pattern. And it'll even be 100% when you complete that goal. And when you get to that goal, guess what he's going to do? Follow me. There's more to come. There's more than just this mountain experience. There's more than just this valley, valley that I walked you through. There's more than just this mountaintop good experience that you've just had. Like there's more. I need you to follow me. Never make this the destination. I am the destination. Never miss this. Never allow the enemy to manipulate you. And I'm telling you, some of you, I would say all of us in some area in our life need to go and over these next couple of days begin to check ourselves, begin to pray and ask God, Father, show me where I've allowed the enemy to manipulate me, my standing with you. If, I, if I've not felt validated in you or if I'm chasing this thing that I think will validate me, Father, let me repent and see you as enough, more than enough. Father, I thank you for the patterns that you've given me that lead me to life, but I thank you that, that, that I've got you in the midst of it. Are you following me on this? Does this help anybody? Let's pray. Let's pray.
I'm thankful that the word protects us. I'm thankful that the word doesn't just guide us, it actually protects us on the journey. So thankful for that. Father, I thank you right now. I thank you right now by the power of the Holy Spirit that these wicked, let's just call them what they are, these elegant plans of the enemy to manipulate us, to manipulate us even while we are doing things that you called us to do. Father, let them be called out. Let us see them clearly so that we can address them, that we can repent, that we can cast them down and to see you clearly. Father, let it be so. Father, I thank you that freedom comes because of that. That freedom comes because of it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody send, amen. amen. We'll stand to your feet, you beautiful people, you. Come on now. this help anybody today? Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.